Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. Well, I told you on this past Sunday that we would, uh, tonight, uh, we would talk about one of the ordinances of the church. We talk about uh, baptism, partly because uh, we have a baptism service coming up on the Saturday before Easter, but also because I like to every now and then bring us uh, back to um, the uh, basics sometimes of what uh, is a part of our Christian faith. And so this is good because the timing is good. And I feel led of the Lord for us to, to visit this on tonight. And I want to call your attention to this scripture, Acts chapter number eight, Acts chapter number eight. This is going to be the foundation of our lesson tonight. And what we don't get to cover tonight, I want you to come back on Sunday morning, if the Lord say the same at 945, come back Sunday morning at 945 and let's continue. But let's go to Acts chapter number eight, verse 36. Acts chapter eight, verse 36. Praise the Lord. And it reads, and as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? What doth hinder me to be baptized? And uh, as we talk about this tonight and over into Sunday, I want to pose that question to you. What does hinder you from being baptized? Now, many of you on the line maybe. Uh, on the Facebook, however you tuned in, you may be a, a, what we call a veteran uh, saint. You've been in here a while, and you, and I don't want you to disconnect the line and say, well, this is not for me. I want you to stay tuned uh, because you never know what the Lord may say that may prick your heart. Okay? Uh, what does hinder you from being baptized? What does hinder you from being baptized? All right, so... As we, as we approach this Easter Sunday, uh, which is coming up in about uh, two weeks, I believe it's important that we revisit baptism, revisit baptism. Uh, many times during this season, we, we put a lot of emphasis, as we should, and I understand why, we put a lot of emphasis on the Lord's Supper, which is good. Because we understand that that was a part of uh, uh, the uh, week events, the, the week of the, of the passion of Christ. We understand that was a part of it. But I want you to uh, maybe open your heart to understand something uh, from a different perspective. That baptism is a part of the resurrection experience. Baptism is a part of the resurrection experience. Okay. So if we really understood baptism, we would put that 
at a high priority in our life just as much as we would the Lord's Supper. We put that at high steam. We put that as with as much emphasis as we do the Lord's Supper. Many have been baptized. Many have been baptized. uh, And when we did it, perhaps we didn't understand why we did it. Okay. We didn't have an understanding of why we did it. Uh, Maybe we did it because our cousins got up that Sunday and went to the altar. And because our cousins got up and went to the altar, we got up and, and went to the altar. But we didn't understand what we were doing. We didn't understand what baptism really meant. Okay, we didn't understand what it was for. Right? Uh, that that day we were baptized is a blur. Uh, we don't really understand the meaning. And that's why we're here tonight. To get a better understanding. Praise the Lord. All right? And perhaps there are some who may be... Uh, since we've been with the Lord have, have maybe walked away a little bit and our love for the Lord has waxed cold. And, and you hear me talk from that scripture in revelation where he said, you know, that that's okay. Uh, uh, Ephesus, but I want you to repent and what do your first work, repent, do your first work. Well, For some, that first work is doing what we initially done in the beginning to get back in the place that we need to be. All right. All right. So let's look at some scriptures tonight. Let's look at some scriptures tonight. Y'all with me? All right. Let's look at Matthew chapter number three, verse 16. Matthew chapter three, verse 16. Matthew chapter three, verse 16. What does hinder you from being baptized? Many times we make a lot of excuses for things. We make a lot of uh, uh, reasonings in our mind for things. But this question is personal tonight. What's hindering me from being baptized or what's hindering from me being baptized again? Hmm. That's something to think about. Matthew chapter three, verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, this is powerful. Listen to that. And Jesus, when he was baptized, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, listen, he was God but man at the same time. So here he is in his humanity exemplifying something to us. Here he is in his humanity showing us that something is important here. We need to take note when the scripture records an event specifically that Jesus did is for us to take note. You remember many times and I'll, I'll come back to the scripture. You'll see that, that Jesus, you'll see it noted that Jesus went off and prayed. Jesus did this. Jesus did that. It's not just for our reading. It's for us to follow the pattern. It's for us to get an understanding. Okay, this is important for us to do. So here's Jesus who's God, but yet still man. 
exemplifying that this is something that needs to be done in our human experience. All right. And Jesus, when he was baptized, what did he do? Went up straightway out of the water. He went up straightway out of the water. This is key because if we're going to talk about baptism, I need you to understand that there's a certain way that's scriptural here. He said, the Bible says he went up straightway out of the water. If you look at the word baptize, it really is meaning to be immersed. It means to be submerged in water. All right. To be dipped. I want somebody to, to write that for me. To mean it means to be emerged. You can either write emerged, submerged, or dipped. All right. But but the bottom line is you got to go under. <laughs> you got to go under. All right. You have got to go under. And there's a reason for that. Stick with me, you'll understand it better. There's a reason for that. Bible says that straightway he came up out of the water. There's a reason for you having to go up under the water. Huh? You got to go up under that water, right? That there's many that, that say different things and talk and teach different things. And I'm not knocking one or the other. I'm just giving you what the Bible says, huh? I'm giving you what the Bible says. Went straight way up out of the water. Right. So here we have the example of Jesus. Right. Uh, Exemplifying to us the way it should be done. And so because of this, because of his exemplifying to us the way baptism should be done, it makes anything we read about from Jesus concerning baptism very convicting. Very convicting. And it makes uh, 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 it, it, it makes his message about that baptism very clear. How, how so? Let's look at uh, Mark chapter number 16. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 16, verse 16. Yeah, I like that. You got to go under. I see what you said. You got to go under. There is no way around. You got to go under. You, you got to be submerged. You got to go under. All right. Mark 16, 16 says, he that believeth and is baptized, what shall be saved? Are y'all reading that? Do you see that? Do you see that on your screen? If you are at home and you're on the phone line, do you, do you have that on your uh, Bible in your Bible? Mark 16 and 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. This is letting me know something here, my brothers and my sisters. This is letting me know that baptism is a part of my salvation experience. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the package, right? I can't, I can't really say I'm saved if I have not been baptized. Oh, y'all don't like this kind of teaching. 
I can't really say I'm saved if I haven't been baptized. I really can't say that I'm, I'm saved if I haven't been to the water. Hmm? Now, now I know some might, some might not agree with me, but, but it's clearly in the scripture, right? I, I have to take a trip to the pool and I'm not talking about, uh, uh, the, to go swimming. I'm talking about to be baptized, right? It's a part of the experience. It's a part of the experience. And it's got to be uh, uh, something I do intentionally with, with meaning behind it. And we're going to understand that just a moment, moment. Now, I want you to see this. I want you to, to see this. Praise the Lord. Baptism. Baptism is not so much about adding you to the church role. Lord, I hope I don't lose any uh, followers, any listeners tonight when I said that. And, and if you are part of, of ministries that I have the privilege of serving and, and the uh, people that allow me to pastor you, you have heard me say that before. Baptism is not so much about adding you to the church role. And, and that's where uh, a lot of times in, in the years past, God bless, God bless, we, we meant well, but we may have uh, mishandled souls in a sense because we, we just wanted to bring them into the church. And this, we told them the only way you're going to get in this church, you got to be baptized, but we didn't tell them anything about why they need to be baptized. What the baptism was for. Right. And, and I, I want to know why, right? Baptism is not so much about adding you to the church role as it is about adding you into the kingdom. Lord, have mercy. Let me tell you something. You need to make sure, as the song says, you got a seat in God's kingdom. Baptism is not about being added to the church role. It's about being added into the kingdom. It's being birthed. It's a part of the birthing into the kingdom. Can, can I borrow five extra minutes tonight? Can I borrow five extra minutes tonight to help uh, uh, teach this lesson? It's about being birthed into the kingdom. Let's look at this in the word. John chapter number three. John chapter three. We're going we gonna to see this dialogue with Nicodemus and Jesus. Praise the Lord. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So this was a man who was smart. This was a man who was intelligent. This is a man who knew what he was talking about, right? A man who was a ruler of the Jews. This same came to Jesus by night. He came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher 
come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Listen to Jesus' response. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? That's, that's a logical question. I mean, that's seemed like a, a reasonable question to ask, right? Somebody just say, uh, you got to be born again. You want to know well, how in the world is that possible? That was a fair question, but that's not what Jesus was talking about. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, listen to this, saints and children of God, except a man be born, what? Of water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The only way to be birthed into the kingdom of God is through water and the spirit. There's no other way. Water and the spirit. So, again, we want to put more emphasis on being born into the kingdom, joining the kingdom. And then everything else will fall into place. All right. So, let's let's go back here. I was telling you that baptism, you know, when we think about Easter, we think about Lord's Supper. We don't really talk about baptism that much, but it really works together. And then I told you that Jesus, straightway he came out of the water. And I told you, you got to go under. And I said, that's not just, uh, you know, something I made up. There's some meaning behind that. There's a meaning behind it. I want to show it to you in the scripture of why, why that is. Romans chapter number six. Let's connect Easter or Resurrection Sunday with baptism. And let's connect the purpose of going under the water. Let's connect it all together. And perhaps I can come to a good stopping point for tonight. Romans chapter six beginning at verse number one. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Let me read that again. God forbid, how shall we 
that are dead to sin live any longer therein. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, here it goes. You ready? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Okay? So I want you to picture something. Here you are at your baptism. Right? Your repentance from sin is when you are there and you are in that pool or in that wherever. That's when you have repented. That's you dying to your old nature right there. That's you at your point of surrender. You dying to your old self saying, you know, I'm, 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 I'm ready to change my ways. Lord, help me to change. I repent. Okay. We are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ, listen, here we go. Now you just been buried up under the water. But look at this other part. That like as Christ was raised up. Now here you are coming up out of the water from the dead by the glory of the father. Even so also should we should walk in the newness of life. Verse four explains the whole purpose of the submersion because something has got to be buried. Something has got to die. But then when you get raised up as he was raised up, then you, you come up out of that water as he was raised up out of the grave. What walking in newness of life. Somebody ought to give God praise for that. Listen, I don't want us to look at baptism as just a symbol. Oh, this is a symbol, an outward symbol of an inward, whatever people say. No, 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 no. I don't want us to look at that as just an outward symbol. I want you to look at this as a spiritual transaction. Ooh, somebody write that. Baptism is a spiritual transaction. Baptism is a spiritual transaction. There's something happening when I step in, when I go under, when I come up, I leave something there. And listen, and, uh, and hopefully I get to touch on this Sunday. It is not just for that moment. It is not just for the past, but what I do in that, that moment, it goes with me into the future. <laughs> it goes with me into the future. Praise God. One more scripture. First Peter chapter three, verse 21. First Peter chapter three, verse 21. Praise the Lord. 
the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Listen, baptism is not to, to, to do anything for this outward man. It's, it does something for this inward man. Praise God. And it, and it makes us in relationship and it makes us in the same vein and connects us with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. With the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's not just something to be done praise God to get your name on the church road. It's not something to be done. Praise God just to be doing it, but it's something to be done with purpose.